everyone, and welcome to the Filene Fill-In. I'm Holly Fearing with Filene. The Filene Fill-In is the podcast where we fill you in on what's been going on here at Filene's home base and out and about in the financial services world. We are wired for connection. It is part of our DNA. Human beings have a basic need to belong to groups and form relationships, and we spend much of our lives doing just that. What we don't often measure is the power that those connections give us to make an impact on the world around us. Insight, inspiration, innovation, none of this happens in isolation. Credit unions especially are uniquely positioned to tap into this power through their cooperative nature. In this episode, we take a look into the Cooperative Trust, the credit union industry's largest young professional group, with a number of interviews conducted at this year's CUNA GAC. From crashers past and present, to crash mentors who were just in their same shoes and were instrumental this year in bringing the 100 large group through their own crash experience, to crashers that have since become CEOs and industry leaders, to credit union executives who see the immense value in tapping into the collective brainpower of the group. But before we get into that, just a few updates and some news from my Filene colleague, Courtney Angeli. So first, for our listeners who may not know already... What is the elevator pitch of what is the Cooperative Trust? That is the million-dollar question always. Um, So the way that I would sum this up is the Cooperative Trust is the credit union industry's largest YP community, as you already said. And really the goal of the Cooperative Trust and the CRASH program specifically is to provide opportunities to young professionals to attend these industry events that they normally wouldn't have the opportunity to attend. Not only that – They're attending, but they're also getting special content. So they're talking to the best and the best of this industry. So they're really tapping into this really special part of credit unions that some of the people that have been in the industry for years and years and years wouldn't even have these opportunities. Um, And then the last piece is really tools to grow professionally through um, the mentorship program as well as through the Cooperative Trust website where people can connect with like-minded young professionals all over North America. Excellent. Yes. And let us know what is your role in particular with this really cool group. Yeah. So very, very excited to share that I'm actually the director of community development. So what that means is I have the um, really exciting honor and privilege of getting to set the strategy for the Cooperative Trust for the programming for Crash as well as content um, and really, really just building on the amazing foundation that those before me has set for this particular group of people. Really, it's it's truly an honor because between Brent and James and Lauren, we have a really, really strong network of young professionals. Um, so I feel like I've just kind of been given a gift <laughs> of something that I'm super passionate about that I get to really pour into. Um, and I just can't wait to see what we get to do. Yeah, there's a lot to look forward to with what this can become and the potential it has What are you most excited about? What I am most excited about is for our professionals to really take the spotlight. It's been wonderful to have the figureheads that we've had. And I think at this point, it's really now about diving into the heads of Gen Z and millennials and noting that they're two different programs that they'll need. They have very different needs. They're very different generations. Um, So I'm really excited to add some more customization to the programming, providing even more tools and resources for professionals as they go through their careers in credit unions. I want to bring more substance and impact. I want people to know 
when crashers are at a conference, they're more than just the young people in the T-shirts. They're there to share. They're there to talk. They're there to really provide insight to a a market that credit unions tell us are really, really struggling to capture. So we've got a two-part episode here because we have such an engaged and passionate community with the Cooperative Trust, which is so exciting and great to have. We're about to hear from a handful of the 100 credit union young professionals that crashed the GAC earlier this year, like I said, Um, plus the journeys of the mentors that participated, CEOs, other leaders that have been involved with this group over the years. What else do you want our listeners from the credit union industry to know about participating in, using, and supporting this great network? Yeah, that's a wonderful question. So what I will say is uh, the trust in Crash isn't the answer for your credit union in attracting young members or even young talent, but it is an answer that you can use. We say this so often at the Institute, there is really no silver bullet. But if you're looking to really understand your your millennial and Gen Z audience, the members of the Cooperative Trust are willing to talk. They're willing to share. And the other piece that I think is something that not only is the, the Cooperative Trust really coming to this idea, but the community itself is coming to this idea in terms of Finger pointing and poking and prodding the other generations on both sides isn't doing anyone any justice. Uh, I think we're at a point now where it's really about the conversations and how can we bridge that gap to finally allow this constant flow of communication where it's respectful and effective to make actual change happen within our organizations. Uh, I think we're all ready to have these conversations. We just need people that are willing to be the conduit of that change. And I think the cooperative trust is exactly that. Awesome. Well, thank you for framing that up so well for us here. And uh, let's take a listen to some of the crashers themselves. All right. We're here with one more crasher of the 2019 GAC 100 Large Crasher Group. Can you introduce yourself and um, tell us where you're from? Absolutely. My name is Joey Kaufman. I'm from Bay Federal Credit Union in Santa Cruz, California. Welcome to Crash the GAC. Thank you. Can you tell us a little bit about what your experience has been so far? Absolutely. Um, In Washington, D.C., I've been able to collaborate with 99 other young professionals like myself, uh, comparing and contrasting a lot of different issues and resolutions to issues that we've experienced in the credit union industry. It's been very, very appealing to have different leaders within the credit union industry uh, not only embrace the crashers, but also advocate for us being here. And what led you to be here? How did you even get involved in the Cooperative Trust program from the beginning? Yeah, so um, I wasn't aware of the Crasher program uh, until about October. My CEO asked me to apply. Um, I'm the technology services manager there. And so it was something that I've been very passionate about the credit union industry. Uh, My credit union is actually the only bank account that I've ever had Mm -hmm. since I was a little kid. Um, I grew up in the area that I serve, and the community that I serve is a a dear part to my heart. Mm -hmm. So a lot of what that has come to is being able to advocate for bettering the financial lives of the people in my community. Um, Santa Cruz is the second largest median home price in the United States, so finding different resolutions or talking points or ideas to help the members 
get through some different uh, different financial times, whether it's financial struggles or just maintaining their financial health has been really beneficial. Mm -hmm. And how long have you been with your credit union? I've been with Pay Federal for about five years. Five years. Okay. And so can you talk a little bit about how they've encouraged you to develop and grow as a young professional? Absolutely. So um, believe it or not, I started at Pay Federal as a part-time teller. Mm-hmm. I did that for about a year, and then I moved to the technology department. And throughout my progression with my organization, I've raised my hand a lot and tried to take on more and more as time goes on. And so I think my willingness to step up to the plate and, and put some work forward with this movement mm-hmm. has led to them not only believing in me, but advocating for my success and my development as a young professional. That's great. And do you have advice for other credit unions out there, other credit union leaders that are interested in developing their young professionals or even just recruiting more younger people into their employee base? Um, What do you think is effective to do? What should those credit unions be doing? So one thing that Bay Federal... um, has done as an initiative for them is uh, what we call the three E's, which is engagement, empowerment, and experience. I think those three things all have very big shoes to be filled, most definitely for young professionals, but it's an absolute door that opens to them. And with the willingness to take things on and um, see what they can actually do and assist with, it goes a very long way. Um, be engaged at all times, empower the people around you, including yourself, to take on new opportunities within that credit union space, Mm -hmm. it makes a big difference. Mm -hmm. And when you started as a part-time teller at your credit union, did you have any sense that you would make this into a five-year long or longer career? Um, I still feel like I'm kind of flying by the seat of my pants right now. Uh, it's it's definitely something that I didn't foresee, mm-hmm. but the moment that I stepped in and the community just within my organization that I saw and the advocacy for growth and the empowerment that they gave really, really set me and made me determine that it was something that I could be extremely passionate about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think one of the bigger things that I see with credit unions, not only my own, but others throughout the uh, United States, is how much we actually work to be community leaders, community partners, and just overall community members. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something I hold near and dear to my heart. And it is definitely my mission to grow my community and assist them in whatever way I can. Yeah. And what about the community of other young professionals in credit unions across the country? What advice would you have for those people that are looking to develop themselves? Um, Work ethic can't be replaced. Neither can the time you need to spend learning what you're trying to do as a job or career for that matter. Um, Stay stay humble, stay vigilant, um, work your butt off. Uh, And and really I think it's, it's a cooperative 
And it's about being collaborative with the people around you mm-hmm. to, to find the best resolution for the members that we serve. Mm-hmm. What does the rest of the week here for you look like as a, as a crasher? Um, so the rest of the week, later, later today, I'll be in the California-Nevada League uh, meetings, which uh, Diana Dykstra just was awarded last night at the Wagner Dinner. Mm-hmm. And I had the opportunity, and I was extremely fortunate to hear her speak yesterday and being the first time hearing her speak in person, I was just absolutely inspired. And so I think uh, we'll be seeing more leaders to have that inspiration. Um, Tomorrow we'll be hiking the hill, Mm -hmm. which is definitely something that we can go and advocate to uh, Kamala Harris and other people that are legislators for California and and the surrounding leagues. Mm -hmm. Very cool. So you're only halfway through your crash, but I'm going to ask for for the first half, what has been your biggest takeaway of this experience? Um, that I'm that I'm not the only one in the in the space or position that I am. There's a lot of other people that have similarities and differences in the collaboration to kind of write those out and understand them and and take a deeper deeper dive into the root cause of what those are and how to resolve them in the long term Mm -hmm. has been very helpful. I've met 99 new friends. All of the crashers have been very open-minded and accepting and all of us are striving to learn more and to expand our scope and our leadership roles within our communities. Mm -hmm. And what are you going to be able to bring back to your credit union after this? Uh, I definitely feel like uh, I'm always a fiery person, but I feel like a new fire has kind of ignited. I have about three pages of notes so far that I'll be diving into over the weekend. A lot of different ideas, both on a high level and a low level, as far as things that have worked for people, um, things that I could relate to that I didn't necessarily think was an effective resolution, but pivoting on a resolution is, is a often common theme for how to resolve something. Uh, one thing that I've learned is that a problem fully explained is a problem half solved. So being able to actually talk about what the issue is and identify the actual underlying problem within that issue empowers everyone to find a productive resolution. Awesome. I hope you have a lot of ideas and that you feel empowered and inspired to, you know, have a voice at the table at your credit union with a solution that you are able to bring an idea that maybe your leaders hadn't thought of. Absolutely. I feel very supported and empowered by them. And I think maintaining that voice at the table is key. Maintaining your perspective Mm-hmm. of whatever situation you see is is an absolute necessity mm-hmm. and uh, never being silent on something that that you feel passionate about mm-hmm. is, is yeah. a positive yeah and i think i mean part of the reason why we're sharing these stories is for our credit union listeners to understand that young professionals have a lot to bring to the table and that it's really a powerful tool for your credit union to develop diversity of thought and um, to have empathy for all types of members and understand their needs and then look at, yes, you know, we shouldn't be all things to all people, but look at the options and the opportunities and you need more voices at the table to see those. Absolutely. Yeah. And the diversity aspect of that just expands on the different memberships we're able to help and find solutions for, which 
Um, my community is very diverse and we have a lot of different things to overcome, but this step forward, I think, is a step in the right direction. Yeah, awesome. Well, I want to make sure that you get um, back in your session so you don't miss too much, but is there anything else that we didn't cover yet that you want our listeners to know? I think we covered a lot of it. I would, I would continue to just reiterate that work ethic can't be replaced and that being committed to something is not necessarily a, a nine to five Monday through Friday job and advocacy as well. Uh, being a community leader outside of your organization is also a key. Um, volunteering in your community, uh, representing people within your community that don't feel like they have a voice or don't feel empowered is something that is needed. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well said. Well, thank you for sharing your story and talking with us today. And I, I hope you enjoy the rest of your crash experience. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Of course. All right. Thank you to the crash mentors who are joining us on today's chat. We've got Lauren Davis, Blake Woods, Tyler Kirkman, and you guys are all mentors this year for the 100 Crash the GAC group. That's a lot of work. So let's start by just talking about your involvement with the Cooperative Trust and the Crash program. How did each of you originally get involved in this group? So this is Lauren. My involvement with the Cooperative Trust began in 2016 when I was chosen to represent Louisiana for the Crash the GAC. And ever since then, I've been able to do some photography for the group. And this year I get to both do photography and mentoring. So it's super exciting. This is Blake. My story goes back a little further than that. So I think in 2010, we had a product called Save to Win and had a big $100,000 winner at my product. I said, this is really cool. How did this start? And I uh, was introduced to Feline Research Group. And in doing a little research of my own, found the Cooperative Trust and uh, was able to crash in 2011 uh, at the GAC in Washington, D.C. Wow. That was almost, it's coming up on 10 years ago. Right. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's, that's awesome. Hi, everyone. This is Tyler. Uh, I began my adventure with the Cooperative Trust in 2016 for the Crash the Ops uh, CUNA Council in Las Vegas. And then I had the privilege of going to GAC in 2018, which we had a pretty big group then. It was about 78 of us, I think. And now I am returning this year in 2019 as a Crash Mentor. All right, well, what does it mean to be a Crash Mentor? I think being a mentor is about relating to people in positive ways and making sure that we're building those connections and they feel comfortable coming to us if they need anything or they have questions or they need support. You know, my goal as a mentor is to always make sure that they can feel like the door is open and I can provide resources or connections or get them connected to other people. Just trying to be whatever kind of service support role I can to them. So you guys have kind of built like a, a mentor network, I guess I would say, where do you feel like you guys will be able to like call on each other after this and rely on each other for support and mental mental health? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And it's really nice to see. Um, I feel like our group, we've, this is our kind of second year working together, um, just how easy it was for us to connect and, you know, be a cohesive unit to support the crashers. That's really cool. Yeah, I would say our group chat stays pretty active. So although 
we just have, you know, December where we kind of come together and pick the crasher group and start to map out the design of the week. And then obviously our week here in D.C., we're still in, in constant communication, whether it's around this program, the Cooperative Trust, or just, you know, life at our own credit unions or even just, you know, our personal lives. Mm-hmm. So tell me about the group this year. What are they talking about? What are they doing? What makes you excited about the, the crashers this year? The one mistake we made with this group is that we've got like a perfect survey size. So we have a hundred crashers. So we should have done some sort of family feud uh, type thing or even some academic research. We really like have a great representation of, of our country <clears throat> reflected in our crashers. I really do believe that. So um, they are they are very diverse in, in as many ways possible as, as people can be. And, and so some of them have loved certain sessions while others, you know, have, haven't uh, enjoyed them as much. Um, but it's just great to see all of them find their passion no matter what it is. This group has been really amazing to watch. Uh, shout out to my 2018 Crash fam, if you're listening. Uh, but I'm really impressed with this group. I thought our group really knocked it out of the park last year. But when I met all these people and all these young professionals coming together, the energy, the vibe, how engaged they were, knowing about the advocacy mm-hmm. uh, concerns and lessons there, wanting young professional development and wanting to be engaged in the entire process from start to end is, I mean, it's been phenomenal. Yeah, I would also add that they've been extremely dedicated. I think it's hard to organize a group of 100 people and just the fact that we're able to tell them, hey, we have a reception at this place and we have 100 people attending mm-hmm. um, is huge to be able to you know, depend on them to be where they need to be and engage and um, really represent the program well. Mm-hmm. And from your perspective now, have you all been mentors two years now? Oh. This is Tyler's, Tyler's first. first. But yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, so that that's interesting. Like, we'll get a perspective from um, all of you on that then. So, from when you think back when you were a crasher, what do you know now as a mentor that you wish you had known as a crasher? Or like, you know, how would you describe like the growth that you've had between crashing and mentoring? And then again, as a second year mentor, how is that? helped your confidence and your career and your just knowledge around what you want to do going forward? Uh, So we had a speaker today that was part of the first women's expedition that went up to Mount Everest. And she talked a lot about preparation and the unbelievable amount of work that goes into attempting something like that. And I think back to when I was a crasher, like I I really, my intentions were just to kind of come out and get out of the office, have a good time. I, I didn't do much preparation, and because of that, in some of my networking, people would ask me, you know, how big is your credit union? And I was like, oh, I don't really know. I should know, look into that or what my lending system is. I didn't know these things. So I would tell my my 23-year-old self, if I could today, to uh, do a little bit more preparation and, and maybe get an hour or two more sleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would definitely say something I wish I would have known then is to slow down a little bit. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a ride and it's going to be a crazy roller coaster. And so you won't slow down. You're going to be super fast paced the whole time. But where you can slow down is just taking in every moment and loving every moment and cherishing it because the week will go by so quick. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the things that I wish I would have done with Crash the GAC in 2018 was just to 
relish all the time that we had together and just take more pictures, talk to everyone I can, don't shy away, and just be active. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, I feel like I have the tendency to get comfortable with my knowledge and um, I never think that I know it all, but you know, I'll be comfortable like, oh yeah, I know about credit unions. Mm-hmm. And um, one thing for me coming to GAC for the first time in 2016, everything that I thought I knew about credit unions was just blown out of the water. <laughs> I learned so much in that week. So definitely being a sponge is one of the best principles you can have just to soak up everything. You never know who you're going to learn from, uh, what you're going to learn from who. Um, but yeah, going from then to now, I mean, I, I still, I'm still learning so much. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't ever think that I've arrived or that, you know, I've finally gained all of the knowledge that I need. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's definitely cool though, to see the hunger and the crashers though this year Yeah, and, you know, see them actually like soaking everything up and, mm-hmm. and trying to learn as much as they can. What do you think the impact on your career has been because of your participation in this program? I talk about this a lot. I don't think I'd still be in the industry if it wasn't for the cooperative trust. Before I came here, I just had a job in five, six days I left and I had a career and now I would call it a calling, right? So that's all due to this program, just kind of opening up the world to me and showing me what the cooperative movement is, not limited to financial services. Um, and hearing about, you know, Lois Kitch, mm-hmm. uh, you know, going to Afghanistan and or Haiti or some of these places, I, I had no idea that was going on. So it's, uh, you know, every um, day I, I try to reflect back and, and give thanks for that. Mm-hmm. I would definitely say for me too, I'm not sure if I would be in the credit union industry if I hadn't crashed. I think the cooperative trust and the program in general does an extremely good job at engaging young professionals and keeping them in the industry. Attending GAC and and other crashes too, I feel like just opens their eyes to the industry and how large it is and how many opportunities there are and it's definitely just like one of the most like energizing places to be Mm -hmm. for sure um when it comes to credit union events to be here and to experience it i feel like really helps the young professionals get a fuller grasp on what the credit union can offer them but also how they can plug in and serve in the credit union industry Mm -hmm. and you all must be from pretty cool credit unions that recognize the importance of developing young professionals and they got you guys here and you know did what it took to let you have this time to experience this. Do you feel like your credit unions, your credit unions specifically or credit unions in general, how are they using the cooperative trust? Or if they're not, what would you recommend credit unions do to kind of get more value out of this great resource that the industry has? Yeah, I think there's a lot more opportunity to do that. You know, I'm super thankful to belong to a supportive credit union that's allowed me to do um, a lot of this stuff, but really been thinking over the last year of how do we extend more opportunities and access across our 400 employees. And some of the onus is on myself and just the way I communicate. And Lauren's had some great sessions this week for the crashers on here's how to communicate when you come back from the GAC. Because there is a tendency to kind of just 
spew like a like a fire hose at your boss or your CEO, and and that sometimes does more harm than good. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's been giving these this group a lot of great tips on how you can take one thing from each day or, or do things in bite sized pieces. And Andy Janning actually came to our group and spoke on that, and it was very powerful as well. So even as a mentor, those are things I can take and, and do a little bit better at. Mm-hmm. Mizuma Credit Union is very supportive of the Cooperative Trust and Crashers. I think we've sent probably about 10 people to various crashes. Our uh, CEO, our past CEO, I should say, um, he was actually a crasher. Mm -hmm. Was he in your group? A year before me. Okay, so he was a year before Blake. I think he was a CFO and then he moved into the CEO role at Mizuma, but he definitely really talks up crash a lot. And we've had a lot of great people go to it. And so it's one of those things that, going back to what we were talking about for career development-wise, I don't know where I'd be without the support of Mizuma and the support of this program. I mean, both are just been phenomenal. Yeah, I would say definitely, too, I'm very blessed to be coming from a credit union that supports investing into the young professionals. I've been afforded so many opportunities for personal development that I just, I've been so thankful for. I was going to say that it's our job, though, too, to be ambassadors for the program when we go back, because you don't know what you don't know. And a lot of our, you know, C-suite professionals, they're not familiar with the cooperative trust. Mm -hmm. So that makes it our job to go back and be ambassadors for the program um, and advocate on behalf of our peers that might not have been afforded the same experiences that we have. Right. No, that's a great point. Do you guys have any other thoughts for like what credit unions could be doing to take advantage of this awesome group and the opportunities that it presents to the credit union industry? Yeah. So a lot of my role on the innovation team at Lake Trust is research. And my teammates wonder sometimes how I'm able to come up with lists of which credit unions are using this piece of software or launched this type of opportunity checking product so quickly. The Cooperative Trust is always my first go-to place. And, And to your point, they're very engaged and, and answer quickly, usually within a couple hours. So you don't need to be a former crasher to access that network. Uh, just like you said, these are young professionals that are out there. They want their voices heard. Why not You know, start a dialogue and open up some conversation and learn from them? And if you're a CEO, maybe considering sending someone to crash or kind of jumping in that process, no credit union is too big or too small. I mean, the, the whole idea of the cooperative trust is to bring young professionals to these opportunities, to get them developed, to get them engaged. And sometimes from what I hear is, you know, larger credit unions may see it as um, maybe not their opportunity because they're so large. Mm-hmm. They should be doing their own thing and they should be sending people to conferences themselves. But I mean, don't bear that responsibility all on your own. I mean, development comes from so many different directions and the cooperative trust with Filene's leadership is like, it's amazing, (laughs) you know? What are you guys most excited about related to this whole program in general? Open-ended question. I'm always excited that it is growing exponentially and every single year there's more and more engaged young professionals on the network and being able to share ideas and ask questions and really pull on each other for support. It really excites me that young professionals feeling plugged in and involved and being able to lean on each other. It's a beautiful thing. (laughs) It is, yeah. What do you hope to see in the future with this program? 
I hope to see it just continue. It's every year, it just seems like it gets better and better and better. And if it continues, we're going to make that impact in our industry that we need to. And a lot of young professionals are leaving the industry because they don't see a connection. I mean, all three of us, that message resonates with us because we were going to leave at one point because we didn't know what credit unions were really all about or knew that these opportunities were going to be here for us. So the more people that crash, the more people that get this experience and the more growth it has, the more so our industry is going to survive. And that's what it needs. I hope to see more partnerships with great organizations. I know uh, Visa had a calendar of crash events last mm -hmm. year. I went to the inclusive uh, crash event last year as well down in Florida. I'd love to see that continue. Um, it's, it's so exciting to see more and more events coming online, more opportunities, more access uh, for young professionals. And eventually, I think the credit union industry could become the best practice that other industries look uh, to when they see how to retain and inspire young talent. So that's where I see the program going. That would be really cool. That would that's be really super good. cool. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys have any, anything else that you want people listening to this to know about the crash program or your experience or advice for the next crew of crashers just coming up? I would definitely say if you're on the fence about applying for a crash event, um, don't think about it, just do it and apply. It is something that you will never ever regret. Um, it is one of the best decisions you can make for your professional development in our industry as a young person is to apply to crash. Yeah, I mean, definitely apply. Don't stop, do it. And the best part about it is there's so much diversity within the crashers that no matter who you are, where you come from, your background, you belong. Mm -hmm. You belong, you're allowed to be a crasher. You're allowed to meet people. You're allowed to have these experiences. So definitely, like Lauren said, apply because you belong here. Um, my closing thoughts would just be, my grandpa used to always say, there's two times to do things, now and right now. And um, you can wait till your life's picture perfect to apply, um, but it just won't ever happen. You're always gonna be busy, you're always gonna have projects, you might have something going on in your personal life, in your home situation. Um, just get out there and, and, and go for it. Um, and I, I think you'll, you'll get great value out of the program. You guys are awesome, you're an inspiration. <laughs> Good luck for the rest of this week and for the rest of your careers and all the awesome things I know you guys will do. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much, Josh and Dale, for joining us today to talk a little bit about their journey with the Cooperative Trust and how it's impacted their lives. So my first question for you is just, can you introduce yourself where you're at now and a little bit about how you got involved with the Cooperative Trust. Yeah, Dale Turner. I am currently at Firefly Credit Union. We rebranded actually. We were U.S. Federal prior uh, about three years ago. Uh, I originally was a crasher in 2012, so Josh and I were uh, crashers originally, and I was at Elements Credit Union at the time as their VP. I'm currently the CEO of Firefly Credit Union out of Minneapolis. We're about $1.3 in assets. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, Josh McAfee here. Um, I was the Vice President of Marketing at Leaders Credit Union in Jackson, Tennessee. And uh, we were about $130 billion in assets at the time. Uh, they're now about to cross 400. And uh, spent about six years there. Uh, midway through, we crashed and then uh, moved to Max Credit Union in Montgomery, about a $1.3 billion shop. 
and uh, after that spent a year with Equifax, and now I'm with Callahan and Associates as an advisor. Mm-hmm. And so you guys came to GAC and you sought out the Crasher Group, this group this year, 100 large. Why did you come to talk to them? What, why was there a passion for you to come back and talk to this group? I think from my personal perspective, there's, uh, there's a quote that I always like to remember, and it's, let's use our vision as leverage. And that vision, when I started as a crasher, is I would like to be a president, CEO of an organization. Mm -hmm. And it started with uh, foundational uh, conversations with about our movement, uh, delivering a better product and service to consumers. No enemies, no banks, no credit unions, just um, the consumers from the financial sector deserve better. And that vision was um, what, what I felt I could bring to the equation. Um, and, and follow through in that, and the crashers were a big part of that. Mm-hmm. It introduced me to the advocacy piece from kind of middle management allowed allowed me to understand really what, uh, again, was important in driving legislation, as well as just being aware of our environment collectively and mm-hmm. collaboratively, um, but also driving forward that vision piece, which is, hey, where do I want to be individually and how can I contribute to the movement and push it forward? So me, it was, let's use our vision as leverage. And that was my vision, and I, I'm fortunate enough to live it today. So your vision back in 2012, or maybe even before, you wanted to become a credit union CEO. Yeah, 2003 was a CEO of a financial institution that drove a better product or service Mm -hmm. to the consumers. Mm -hmm. And that was the vision. And I would consider the leverage um, was uh, cooperative trust, great mentors, uh, support and and collaboration through amazing leaders like Josh. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's all come to my fruition. Can you talk a little bit about how the cooperative trust influenced that your path to, because you're CEO now, so you've done it. And, and how did the Cooperative Trust um, play a part in that path? Yeah, when Josh and I um, were there um, in 2012 as early crashers, and I'm, I think it was one of the one of the early generation of crashers, um, we had a project, and the project itself was really driven towards um, creating a product or some type of delivery to drive the movement forward. Just being a part of that cooperative, uh, working with colleagues like Josh, uh, seeing Josh grow in his career at Callahan's now, mm-hmm myself in a different organization, a different uh, side of the country, but at the same time, having the collective connection between the two to understand legislatively, cooperatively, we can work together and really drive this movement. Mm -hmm. And the movement truly is getting people together, understanding what our impact truly can be, uh, not only just today, but really leaning forward in tomorrow. And that was helpful with the cooperative trust. Mm -hmm. And Josh, your path was a little bit different through credit unions and different roles what was your, um, I guess, your vision, and how did the Cooperative Trust influence where you started and where you are currently? Well, so, um, you know, family and, uh, and, and wanting to be able to contribute back to uh, my own community have really driven where I've headed professionally. And, uh, you know, I'll say as far as coming back to get together with this group, uh, I think there's a, a sense of commitment and not necessarily obligation, but a need to uh, be able to pay it forward mm-hmm. for the folks that um, gave us a leg up a few years ago. Yeah. I mean, I'll say that I didn't spend any dollars of my own mm-hmm. um, to come to uh, the GAC uh, with the Crasher Group. Right. Um, you know, it was folks at my credit union, folks at Filene, uh, folks with the State League that were supporting that journey. Um, and so I think the, the responsibility that we have is to take that leg up that we were given and, uh, you know, help these folks along as well. Uh, because right now they're in that production 
environment um, where most of the value of their position is wrapped up in what they can produce directly as an individual contributor for their organization. We've kind of crossed that bridge into the value that we provide being a, an influencer rather than a, a direct contributor. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think a part of that is being able to influence these folks and, and really make sure that uh, they're really well seated on what being at a credit union really means. Mm-hmm. What advice do you have for current crashers that maybe have a vision to um, become a CEO or become a leader in their organization? I would say from from my perspective, um, a lot of people think when you move to SVP or EVP or or CEO that it gets better. Um, I, I like to think that it doesn't get better, you get better. Um, so don't be caught up one in the fallacy of that it's going to get better. Actually, you, you get better. And if you don't get better, you don't stay employed. You don't continue to move and drive that movement forward. So it starts with me getting up in the morning and reading, whether it be the Wall Street Journal or CNBC and getting the updates and making sure that I'm aware from an industry perspective, uh, first guy in, last guy out. So if you're not the first guy or the first gal in the office and the last person out of the office, if you're not the most aware, if you're not the most well-read, you you should be Mm -hmm. um, because we are driving forward what I would consider one of the most uh, influential opportunities from the financial consumer perspective. And my advice would be take advantage of that and lean forward. And if um, if you could have left a little more on the field the following day, you probably should have and, and change it today. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's my advice. Yeah, you know, I think um, maintaining a posture of uh, humility and learning are really important, like Dale said. I think um, we're all pretty eager to create positive change. But I think viewing that positive change that we want to create through the lens of respect for what's happened before us. Um, you know, I think coming to GAC, you get to see a lot of white hair and canes walking around. Um, and it's easy to say, you know what, we need life, we need new blood. Um, at the same time, it's important to remember that uh, the folks that are walking around the convention hall um, were doing this when uh, we were still in diapers. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were having to make some really difficult decisions. And the market space that we can operate in is the market space that we can operate in because of them. Mm-hmm. So um, demonstrating and living that respect and being able to create positive change through that that perspective of respect really makes a huge difference. Right. And then what about the, the credit unions today that um, maybe you guys already are from credit unions or have been at credit unions that obviously saw the value in a young professional program like the Cooperative Trust, what advice would you have for credit unions that um, maybe don't have as much of an involvement with the program or want to get involved in growing their younger employees and developing them, but they're just not really plugged in yet? What, what do you say to those kinds of credit unions? I could speak from our perspective. When I was at Eli Lilly Credit Union and became our, I think, our first crasher from our organization, I had considerable executive sponsorship. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were excited to have a young leader uh, come to D.C., really understand what our legislative impact can be and should be. Um, and they drove that forward. And I, I believe, from an organizational perspective, I came back and showed results. Mm-hmm. Um, a better awareness is, is one thing, but also put your money where your mouth is. So run a project or get involved in a project, drive an ROA, drive an ROE, 
or an ROI, you name it, but drive something that brings value to the organization. And it can be monetarily, it can be dollars and cents mm -hmm. specific, or it can be growth of membership, a new product or service, and really drive it home. Show up and take hold of something. Uh, don't sit on the bus, you know, force yourself to be behind the wheel. Um, and uh, executive sponsorship and then driving through results was a critical critical piece of my equation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, I would, I would say the credit union that um, invested in me and um, allowed me to uh, build my knowledge base and my skill base, I'm no longer with them. Mm -hmm. So uh, a certain type of mindset could look at that and say, uh, that was money wasted. Uh, and I think a lot of credit unions out there are looking at young professionals and the average tenure for folks in that age range saying, why should we spend money on a launch pad? Um, and I would say to that, uh, be willing to take a chance, be willing to invest not only in that individual, but in the industry as a whole. Uh, because developing great talent, developing perspective among those folks is going to pay dividends. It may not pay direct dividends for that individual, but taking a chance, you know, I had a college professor that said, do something even if it's wrong. Um, you know, take a chance, be willing to um, demonstrate for your organization that you care about that next generation. Mm -hmm. um, it will pay dividends. Is there anything else that you want to say or want our listeners to know about your involvement or the crash program or any advice for credit unions listening right now? Thank you to CUNA, CUNA Mutual, Filene, um, all of the folks in the exhibit hall for pushing this event further, um, making uh, credit union legislation a priority. Um, for making awareness a priority, uh, and especially to the Cooperative Trust for uh, making uh, the right investments in this next generation. Awesome. Keep on keeping on. Keep it simple, but keep on keeping on. We have a great opportunity to give back to those around us in every facet, so uh, keep on keeping on for sure. We have great support through all uh, vendors and partners, and so you just got to keep driving forward and the winner will come out that will be the thoroughbred that runs the longest race. So uh, keep keep on keeping on and keep driving forward. All right. Well, Josh, thank you. Dale, thank you for joining us today and talking and sharing your stories. It's been really great. great. Thank Thanks you. for having us. All right. Can you start out by introducing yourself and telling us where you're from? Yeah, uh, my name is Michael Poucher in Tallahassee, Florida, First Commerce Credit Union, branch manager at that location. Well, welcome to Crash the GAC 2019. Thank you. Appreciate that. 100 crashers this year. This is the largest group we've ever had. So obviously, this is the first time you've crashed any of these events, correct? Yes, that's correct. What has been your experience so far with this? Um, it's been really rewarding. Uh, for me, this is my third time trying to get out here. So it really means a lot to be able to be selected and, and be alongside these 100 young professionals. I think the biggest thing for me is just being able to really collaborate with them. I think that's really where I'm pulling a lot from. We all kind of walk different paths, have different experiences. Mm -hmm. And that's, to me, has been the most rewarding thing, just hearing people's stories. Mm -hmm. How did you first get involved with the Cooperative Trust? So with the Cooperative Trust, um, actually my um, HR department kind of reached out to me, informed me of the Cooperative Trust to look into it, you know, kind of get a little bit involved. So that's, you know, the leadership that I have really trying to get the young professionals involved in the movement. So that's where it was brought up to me from. Okay, cool. And what advice do you have for other young professionals like you that maybe haven't had the opportunity to go through a crash program before? I would say the biggest opportunity as a young professional, I feel that just step outside your comfort zone, you know, put yourself out there. The thing about the credit union movement I've realized is that no one's going to let you fail. If you just step out there, 
and people are going to support you. That's what we want. We want people to grow. We want people to do good things. So just don't be scared. Take that leap and uh, you'll be happy that you did. Mm-hmm. And how long have you been with your credit union? I've been with my credit union uh, be eight years in May. Oh, wow. Um, okay. That's awesome. Do you, what do you see yourself being able to bring back from this experience to your credit union? Um, I think I'm just really excited to go back. One thing we're trying to really do is kind of develop the young professionals, um, not just in my credit union, but in our area. Mm -hmm. uh, we're trying to get a young professional group back up and running. We used to have one. So I'm really excited to go back, also bring those ideas back to the Tallahassee chapter board that I'm on and just try to really encourage young professionals. Again, just not my credit union, but in Tallahassee area in mm -hmm. general. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And can you talk a little bit about the network of 99 other crashers plus all of the other credit union professionals that are here at the GAC? How is that going to impact your career just being connected now? Oh, I mean, it's going to be drastically impact my career in the fact of you just have that pool of resources now where you just expanded your wheel that you don't have to reinvent. So I think it's just reaching out to them anytime, even if it's a small situation, you just have that pool to be able to reach out. Hey, I need some help. I need some advice. Can you guide me or even just guide me to the right person? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And do you have any like career aspirations that maybe were inspired by your experience so far or, or where where do you want to go from here? So um, I'm a firm believer in shooting for the stars. So uh, my end goal, I mean, I, wanna, I hate saying end goal, but my aspirations would be to be a CEO one day. Mm -hmm. um, and I think coming here, just talking to other uh, CEOs and other senior executives, it really has uh, solidified that for me that I do want to get to that level. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not to be able to say, oh, I'm a CEO. It's because I can see how much impact they have on other people. And I want to leave a lasting footprint on someone else's life as well. Yeah. And I'm sure you've talked to several people that were here so far talking with the crashers have done exactly that. They've, they've started out in credit unions, not really knowing what kind of career they're going to have. They crashed. Um, they kept their head up and, and they kept working hard. And today they're CEO. Um, do you feel like you have resources in that network now that you can go out there and say, how did you do that? Help me help me get there myself. Absolutely. I mean, that's one of the great things is, you know, everyone's just so welcoming. They're, they want to tell their story because, again, someone's story can really ignite the passion. It can really kind of just give you that confidence that you need um, mm -hmm. and reiterate, you know, it is possible. Um, you know, I think a lot of times people, when you see, you know, someone who has established himself mm -hmm. in that way, it can be intimidating. So just knowing that, hey, I'm a real person too, yeah. it makes you just feel like, okay, I can do this too. Yeah. Like, so that's really exciting. Yeah, that's great. And I do hope that you can go back to your credit union and be like, you know, I, I have ideas and I want to help shape this credit union and our impact in the community. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so we're only halfway through the crash and it sounds like it's had a pretty big impact on you so far. So what's coming in the second half of the week for you? So I'm really excited to get with my league as well tomorrow to hike the hill, get that experience. I think it's really important to see the grassroots of advocacy to really understand the full picture. So I'm really excited to really see what some of our senior leaders have to say, hopefully have an opportunity to speak my mind, um, but really just kind of really absorb it and soak it in. I'm really mm -hmm. excited for that. Yeah, great. 
And I want to make sure that we give you your time back to get back in that and you don't miss any of the awesome speakers and presentations that we have lined up for you. But before we go, do you have anything else that you want our listeners to know about that we haven't covered yet? Um, Again, I just would love to reiterate the fact, just step outside that comfort zone. I think that's a really big thing. Um, I was someone who can be reserved at times, but once you make that leap, it really kind of just opens up the doors and You know, at the end of the day, you may be nervous doing it, but if you just do it, it, it'll be well worth it in the long run. Yeah, like this podcast, right? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day and sharing a bit of your story with us. Oh, thanks for wanting to listen. I appreciate it. All right, that's it for the fill-in, folks. Thanks again for listening. There are so many people to thank for giving their insights on this show. First, we couldn't do it without Courtney to take charge of such a fierce and lively community of the Cooperative Trust. We're grateful for her guidance to let it evolve in an organic way to become what it needs to be. Then, I have to thank Joey for sharing his experience in his first big crash event. So glad he learned that he's not the only one in his shoes, and that outside his credit union doors, there are many others in this industry available to help unstick you wherever you find yourself stuck. Oh, then there's the mentors. I can't say enough about Lauren, Blake, and Tyler. They told me that this group of crashers was impressively dedicated to their role as crashers. But I have to turn that mirror around on them and say how dedicated they were to their role of mentoring these crashers. Even cutting into nap time to podcast with me. And as anyone who's ever been involved with Crash knows, each and every minute of sleep is a valuable commodity. Blake, we're glad this program turned your job into your calling. We need you in this space. Dale, it is amazing that your vision to be the one that brought consumers something better in their financial lives was what drove you to become a CEO. And we're honored that the Crash Program and its mentors and leaders could help be your leverage to get you there. Josh, such sage advice for credit unions to be willing to invest in their people for the sake of the industry as a whole. You're a tremendous example of the dividends that pay with that strategy. And Michael, the fact that being connected with this community will now help you reach your goals of becoming a CEO is exactly the reason this community was built in the first place. Use this pool of resources and go get there. We're all rooting for you. Okay, there are so many more amazing stories to tell that we have to put those in part two. Please do check that out because every crasher has a different story and we've got a couple more special guests that will be demonstrating the power of this community in the next episode. One more thing before we wrap. I invite you to come help us celebrate 30 years of Filene Research Institute at our Big Bright Minds annual event on November 19th and 20th in Durham. Visit filene.org bbm19 to register today. If you like this episode, please do rate us on Apple Podcasts so more people can find us. And make sure you're subscribed to the Filene Fill-In Podcast so you can keep up with what's going on at Filene. You'll find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to get in touch about today's show, email me at hollyf at filene.org or find us on Twitter at Filene Research. Until next time, thanks everyone. (laughs) 